0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to That Girl with Me, Danielle Decker. I'm so excited that you're with us this morning. I am excited that I have my uncle, Pastor Paul, here with me again today. We are going to be answering some questions as we shared last week that we wanted to do. And we got some questions in and I'm just pumped to be able to share the truth of who God is. And sometimes it's it's hard to, to see things and um, until you know the truth, uh, your your heart can sometimes feel torn. But once you know truth and you see the truth, your heart uh, grabs a hold of that truth and, and you can then truly grab a hold of how much Jesus loves you. And so, uh, this morning, uh, I'm going to kind of start with a question and then, um, pastor Paul is going to be answering along with me. We're going to kind of tag team the questions so that way, um, we can get full answers and I'm just praying and believing that you guys are going to be blessed by everything that is said here today. So, One of the first questions that was brought to us is why do our loved ones die if Jesus loves us then why do our loved ones die or why do they die too early or why is there sickness and 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 things of that nature and I feel like this is a super common question I feel like when anyone in our life dies we can tend to go to that place because it hurts our feelings are hurt we feel sad and and let's just face it, sometimes God is easy to blame. And the good news is, is he's big enough to handle us being upset. He's big enough to, to handle us maybe being angry with him and not understanding. But to understand why bad things happen or why our loved ones die, we really have to go back to the beginning and understand that, again, um, God gave Adam and Eve dominion of, of the earth and there was no sickness there was no disease there was nothing bad but when adam sinned he gave that dominion to satan and as you guys know because i've said it is satan hates you and he hates me and he hates everyone in the world and and when that dominion was handed over then sickness and disease and and all these horrible things entered into the world and uh so unfortunately we are born into sin. We're born into a fallen world that has bad things, and um, it, it, until Jesus comes to take the world and the earth back as His own, we have to uh, uh, live through things that we don't want to. And and unfortunately, because of the sin in this in this world, um, there is sickness and there is disease. And and Jesus says. To, to take heart, though, because he's overcome the world. And though it's not easy and though our hearts can be broken, we have to remember that, that these are not um, because Jesus wants those things for us or God wants those things. And so many times you hear people say things like, well, God just wanted another angel. No, that's not true because God doesn't need your family member as his angel. He, that's not his desire. God's will is that we would live and have long life. But in that we also have to remember that we live in a in a lost world and unfortunately that in that lost world that also brings sickness and, and disease. Um Uncle Paul, do you have anything to add to 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 that?
1: Well, yeah, you know, that's a uh A question so many people have at different times and and different people have faced different tragedies in their life and you know um, So many times there's cliches out there and things and 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 sometimes You know as Christians we can say things that hurt somebody Because we say something at the wrong time and you know somebody you know They'll hear people say when they've lost a loved one uh, in a situation like that uh, Well, they're in a better place. Sure. Well the person who lost that one thinking that might be so but but that's not better for me, right? Why did my loved one go? Why did my child go? Why did my parent go? Yeah, I understand that that's a better place But all that does is make them angry mm-hmm. as if God well Let's just take them here because I'd rather have them here with me than with you Well, let me remind you what we said I think we said this last time is that the thief in John 10 said 10 Jesus said the thief comes to steal kill and destroy yeah. Anything that comes from that has to do with stealing killing and destroying did not come from God mm-hmm. And uh, Jesus said, but I have come that you have life and have it more abundantly. So, you know, always wanting to remember who the enemy is, and it's Satan. Jesus never had anything to do with wanting your loved one to leave this life early. You know, he said, with long life, I'll satisfy you and show you my salvation. That's what his desire is. Satan's desire is to take it away. And so... uh, Yes, is a loved one in a better place of course being with the Lord is is always the best and that's where we always want to go But it was never God's plan to take them from you yeah. or that they leave early, mm-hmm. you know, and so uh, That's Satan's design and Satan would love nothing more than you to blame God for it Right. And so the, the thing is is there is stuff and like Danielle said um, This all started with Adam, you know, there was none of this junk in the world but when when Adam forfeited uh, that dominion then the earth came under a curse. So evil has been loosed It is the world that we are in mm-hmm. what Jesus came to do is to free us from that now He hasn't freed the the world to to stop this at one time Jesus is going to come back very soon and that is going to happen but in the meantime what he's done with us as believers is he's freed us from its bondage yeah. and so we're free people living in a world that's under bondage. But it doesn't mean that sickness and disease and tragedy doesn't still target us. It does. We're living in a fallen world. Now, God has given us promises to hold on to. And I don't want to say right here, well, if somebody had more faith, that's another cliche, which doesn't ever help anybody. It mm-hmm. just harms. And But the truth is for us to want to, as believers, before we face things uh, is to always be saying, what does God's promise say? What words can I hold on to? You know, I'd rather be trusting God for protection than having to deal with something after the fact. And there's things that we just don't know. And there's, sometimes I have to tell people this. You know, the Bible says the secret things belong to the Lord. Sometimes we just don't know everything. Yeah. and We have to understand that we're not going to. God does. Um, but it still was never his design for your loved one to leave early. Never was that design. and And he doesn't want it now but um but you know how many times have you ignored something that was in your heart you know whether you were traveling or driving how the times that it's like in your heart something felt right and you ignored it anyway and then might have had a tragedy i mean it might not have caused your life but you might got an accident or something like this you know as believers what god wants us to do is first put our trust in him and then as believers to to be very sensitive to our spirits because the bible says the just shall live by faith God wants us always to be led by our spirit on the inside. That's our compass. He speaks. His spirit speaks to our spirit. And that's where he leads and he guides us. And we're to be very sensitive. And sometimes in this world, it's very easy to not even listen to the spirit of God or to cover it up. So I'm not blaming people that, well, it was your fault then. I don't ever want anybody to think that. that. But we are in a battle in this world. Satan, who always wants to steal, kill, and destroy, Mm -hmm. and God, who wants to love you and want you to grab a hold of his promises. So, you know, when somebody dies, all we can do is say, Lord, you know, you are good to us and we love you. And I thank you that that person's with you. But it doesn't mean that that's what God wanted to happen at that time. Thank God, though, that when we leave this earth, if we have our trust in Jesus, that we do go to be with him.
0: Yes. And and that, that reminds me that, um, you know, in that question as well was, Will we see our loved ones again? And and the good news is, like Pastor Paul just said, is if you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you will see your loved one again if they've also received Jesus. And that is a promise that I've had to hold on to with my loved ones, knowing that in the hardest times of losing a family member or a loved one is that it really truly isn't uh saying goodbye forever it's just for now and that someday i will be with them in heaven and i will be with them for eternity i'll never leave that person again and so there is peace and comfort in knowing that when you receive jesus and that's why it's so important like we talk about every single week is is speaking Um, how much Jesus loves people and trying to give people the gospel because you want your loved ones to be with you in heaven. That if something does happen or whatever, be that as it may, if something does happen, then you know, you're going to be with them forever. And, um, that really is the gospel. That's it right there is that we could receive Jesus and, and be with our loved ones, uh, for eternity. And, um, I just think, you know, if God loves us, why do bad things happen? And I think that kind of goes all in what we just said. Bad things happen because we live in a fallen world, not because God wants us to. And that just kind of brings me to this. This just kind of came to my heart, so I'm just going to say this as well. You know, um, right now we're seeing um, hurricanes and floods and and things like that happening. And a lot of times— I. it's like, you know, the the media, they never want to believe in God until, well, that's an act of God. Oh, now you believe in God because there's some sort of tragedy. We're going to blame it on God, even though you don't even believe in God to begin with. So I'm not sure why we say that. But people, these terrible things will happen and people say, well, that's just an act of God. It's like, no, that is never God's desire for people to die, to lose their homes. Again, it's a fallen world. This earth is, is, uh, Broken and fallen and again until jesus comes back bad these bad things are going to happen, but it's not God's will or desire for that. Did you have anything on that? Well, you
1: know, yeah, because the the Bible says that the earth groans and and, and mourns it groans for the uh, for the revelation of the sons of God so in other words it the earth is is and Jesus talked about, you know, what things would be like in the last days sure. and there'd be earthquakes and, and there'd be floods and all these types of things, but it, it, the earth itself is suffering under this curse, yeah. curse and it will be freed as well with the revelation of the children of God. When Jesus comes back and he takes this earth back, this earth is going to be relieved from its curse as well. Sure. So right now, yeah, you have bad stuff here. It wasn't God's design. Uh, it, it, without the fall You wouldn't have earthquakes and floods And all these types of things The earth wants deliverance from this curse yeah, as well yeah, yeah. And so and it's not like the earth Is a uh, living uh, Soul But no. the but the earth um, God put life on this earth in, in, in the various things And the atmosphere and all these things Were never designed to have these flaws sure. This is all part of the fallen atmosphere Of Satan And of course they'll come up with all kinds of excuses to blame, like I said, yeah. act of God or or here's why the weather's changing. And believe me, we can have a history over the last hundred years to show the fallacy of that. But nevertheless, <laughs> the earth is is trembling and it's quaking and it's ready to be uh, redeemed from this curse as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, amen. And one more thing I want to add to that and then and then we'll move on. Um, but you, we've talked a lot about <laughs> Adam, poor Adam, you know? <laughs> He gets blamed. Well, and he is to blame. But uh, in that, uh, people will say things like, well, if God knew that Adam was going to sin, then why did God allow him to do that? Why did he even let that happen? Well, the thing that we have to remember is God gave us a free will because he loves us. He wants us to be free. He's God is all about freedom. And if he forced us, his love upon us or forced us to love him in return and act perfectly and do what he wanted at every second all the time then then that's not a free will that's us not having a free choice and because he loves us he's given us free will and a lot of times people will look, that, look at that as a negative thing, but it's actually a positive because God wants us to be free. He doesn't want us in the bondage of being forced to do anything. And he wants us to freely love him. And um, it's easier to freely love him when you grab a hold of just how much he loves you.
1: Yeah, that's the, that's the difference between having a pet and having a family member. You know, you have your kids that they're your family your moms your dads and your brothers and sisters they're your family and a pet is something that you can love but it's 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 not the same as your family and i know that people say well that's part of our family it's 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 still a pet right you you, you still don't treat it the same you don't feed it the same you don't you you, you wouldn't give your life for your pet right but you would for your children mm-hmm. now just like daniel was saying you know god created man to be family not to be a people he didn't want us to be somebody that could entertain him and just to have around and make him feel good. He wanted us to be on the same level of family with him. Yeah. That was the intent from the beginning. And that's why the Bible says that Jesus was the lamb slain in Revelations before the foundation of the world. So before the, the world was made, God knew that man was going to have its, its, its fall. He, he knew that man was gonna fail. He had a plan to save them and then, and, and then to have a permanent solution so that we could be family with him. That's why the Bible talks about, acts Jesus is the one that, that used the phrase, being born again. Born into the family of God. Mm-hmm. Born of God is the phrase. N- n- now, through Jesus Christ, we're family. Yeah. That was God's plan to begin with. He wants us with him for eternity as family. You can't do that without a free will. Right. He created us in his image, not to be something to entertain him, but to be something some buddies that are family with him. Yeah. Big difference. Yeah. That was God's purpose and the free will. And we could not be that without that free will.
0: Yeah, that's, that's good. I, I love that. So our next question uh, is, is a really good one. And um, I know uh, Pastor Paul's gonna be able to really bring some awesome insight into this. We've already kind of been talking about it. So uh, the question was, why was only Noah and his family saved in the flood? Why did Noah, why was he the only one? Why was his family the only one that got to get on the ark, obviously other than the animals, why was he the only one that um, could be saved from from the flood?
1: Well, yeah, one thing that is consistent from the very beginning is faith versus fear or faith versus fear lack of trust. And following God is by faith. And um, But, uh, you know, the Bible says that our time will be as in the days of Noah and how uh, that God sealed Noah and his family into the ark. Now, you you have to remember this. God's the one that shut the door on the ark. Noah didn't pull it shut. God shut it and sealed them in. And it's very interesting, though, that when they went into the ark, the door was shut and they were in that ark, which that ark, uh, just real simple, just to tell you, is a representation of Jesus. Yes. That, that ark, uh, the Savior, they were in there for seven days before the destruction came, before the flood came, which is a, uh, a type of us being in Jesus and that seven years where we're raptured and we're uh, with him for that seven years safely when that tribulation comes upon the earth at the end. Yeah. And so it, it, it's showing that and that's why he says it will be as in the days of Noah People will just be eating and drinking and giving in marriage and life will be going on But here's what else was going on during the time of Noah If you go back and you read you'll see where it says that the sons of God were laying with the daughters of men Now when it talks about the sons of God it was referring to angelic beings Now you have to remember a third of the angels were thrown out of heaven with Satan because they chose to follow and have their allegiance to him So they were on the earth. So this wasn't angels coming from God in heaven. This was demonic beings of of Satan. And with that, here we go back to Adam again. You know, um, from the point that Adam had been given dominion, Satan in his hatred and his desire to be equal to God wanted what he had. He wanted man to bow down and worship him. He wants God to bow down and worship him. All this stuff started because of that. And so... At that time, though, when, uh, when the Lord came to see Adam and said, Adam, hey, have you eaten from the, the, the tree that I told you not to? And, and he did the blame game. And he had tried to fix it by fig leaves and all this kind of stuff, uh, all that type of things. But he had lost that uh, life with God. He said, on the, remember, on the day you eat of that fruit, you'll surely die. Well, he did. Instantly, he became a sinner. His life was cut off. He's, he does mm-hmm. not have the life of God anymore. Physically, it played out over time. But at that very moment, it's, his eyes were open, he became a sinner. Right. And so, from that, the Lord promised him about a Savior. He talked about the seed of a woman, which points to the virgin birth. But that seed would, um, would be the salvation. Mm-hmm. It was talking about Jesus. Now, from that point, Satan has done everything he can to corrupt that seed. And so the daughters of men, so he, there was a corrupt mankind. Mankind, and that's why the Lord says if you look at it, he didn't find he, he, the whole world was corrupt. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Why, Noah had stayed pure, him and his family. He was a believer. Faith, remember, it's 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 um uh God is always looking for that faith. Uh Abraham had uh, faith, and therefore it was accounted to him as righteousness. He didn't receive his righteousness until Jesus died on the cross, but he had accounted to him. Noah was in the same place. He kept trusting God, mm-hmm. and the proof of that is that he built an ark where there was no water. Over a hundred years it took him to build him yeah. and build it, and everybody thought he was crazy. But God told him, and he was faithful to God. Yeah. He believed God. So anyhow, you had a corrupted race. Their DNA was corrupted. There was a corrupt race. That race, if that would have continued, would have been everybody eventually and could not be where our Lord Jesus would come from. So to preserve the salvation of mankind, God had to do away with that generation. It was the only way. And so Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. He he, he, He was pure, him and his family they were of the pure race. And when I say pure race, we're not talking about the color of your skin or the color of your eyes or the color, none of that. Right, it's right. talking about your actual DNA that was corrupted. And to know that there were giants that were born. yeah. And so just to go back and look at that is there's not a lot, but there's enough written to where you see what had corrupted. And so God in his grace to bring salvation to mankind had to keep that line pure. And that's why you can see, and there is a record in the, in, in, in the, in the Bible of the, from Adam all the way to the birth of Jesus. Yes. God had to preserve that. Satan was always trying to stop it. Why do you think when Jesus was born that, that Herod had uh, all the babies from two and under killed when the, um, when the, uh, um, the wise men came looking for him? It's because he was trying to, Satan was trying to stop that seed, to stop that salvation. God would not let it happen. God brought our redemption. He brought us Jesus. But um, that's why when you go back and you look at Noah, why did he have to wipe them out? Mm -hmm. That was the reason. But he said, I'm not going to let that happen again, which is why we have rainbows. This is my sign. I'll never destroy the earth with a flood again. That's right. Um, But we have the prophecies of what is coming for the Lord to reclaim the earth and to uh, put an end to Satan's work.
0: Sure. So, so. Uh, just to to kind of piggyback off of that, which I, I I love that because it does always, you know, the the Old Testament is always pointing us back to Jesus, and so I love how you said that the Ark is a is a picture of Jesus. And how they noah and his family were safe in him and and um so nothing ever was just because it never is just because no. with God, no. so there is reasons uh why God does what he does and but in that, um you hear that a lot uh, as in the days of Noah, and so people might think well what what does that mean uh for us in this generation and Uh, before the rapture happened so we know that um there was corruption in their dna and things like that and i'm sure we could we could get on a whole a whole subject of that as far as as in the days of noah but is there one tidbit uncle paul that you could without having to go into a whole thing um that you could share that would point to our generation, as in the days of Noah, uh, uh, that would... Well, sure.
1: Satan is continually trying to corrupt God's perfection, sure, God's creation. And we look at things now, and and, and there again, we talked about, uh, and you mentioned um, last week that uh, we threw this whole thing about worrying about politics out the door because Satan's big tool is, oh, hey, you can't mix religion and politics. Well, everything that is done... If you're looking at end times and and what Satan is trying to do and how he does it, it's all done through politics. So right. you can't separate the two. So uh, nice try, but no, not falling for that tactic.
2: Right, right. But
1: you look at things that what is Satan pushing right now? And I will say this, Satan pushing. Yeah. And one of them is is look what they're trying to he's trying to do to our kids. Yeah. You know, uh, parents are 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 being. Um, Deceived on how things are done to try to persuade our kids that they need to examine their sexuality Yeah. Maybe you're a boy. Maybe you're a girl. Maybe you're this maybe you're that just remember who created God. an yeah, Uncorrupt God. it is God created he man woman. This is the way God created but there are and, and Fortunately, not as bad here yet in the United States, but in other parts, but you still see it in the United States where uh, uh, they're, they're doing sex changes on kids yeah. and corrupting them to think that they're a this and or that at young ages when they shouldn't even be thinking about sexual things. But what are they doing? They're corrupting who they are, yeah. and then they're changing their DNAs yeah. and this type of thing. We've seen this from the beginning. This is what Satan did in the ba- in the past. He's trying to corrupt God's creation. Yeah. Yeah. He hates man with a passion. And the things that we see, it's like, Oh well, that's just the way things are. It's amazing how quickly that's how the way things are have changed, right? Right. And uh, and and, but here's what we have: our kids' minds and adults' minds too. And you know, I wish to God it wasn't that way. And there's some people that they're so blind you can't see. But um, but um, the push um,
0: is definitely for the kids.
1: The the push is because that's how you change uh, generations. Yeah. But um, um, what we see is. Because their minds get warped and people's minds get warped, what you really have is you have mental illness that then we as a society are supposed to embrace and say that that's normal. You're not normal now because you're not recognizing this, but what is really mental disease is being pushed as being normal that we're supposed to accept. Now, who would write that? Would that be God or would that be Satan? And see, the thing is, is you might say, "Well, you can't say that because I know somebody." Listen, it doesn't mean God doesn't love them.
2: That's right. That's right.
1: Things like that aren't dictating about whether God loves you or not. That's right. Listen, God loves you. He loved you before Jesus ever came. That's why Jesus came. That's right. He doesn't love us because Jesus came. Jesus came because He loved us. Now that that's not going to change, but that doesn't get to get to dictate. How god sees things well this we've evolved as a as a society no we we have gone uh the other way in society that's not advancing but see that's where we're in the last days evil is called good and good is called evil and that's what satan's always trying to do and and if he can warp the minds of people and i'm sad to see christians fall for this stuff because you should always stay with god god's the designer god's the manufacturer god's the savior he's the all in all we stay with what he says like i said. It doesn't mean we don't love people. There's not one of those people that, that doesn't, God doesn't want us to share the gospel with, that he doesn't want to be saved. Right. Every last one, not one, to be lost is his heart, right. even though people will make their own choices. Sure. But it doesn't mean that it's right. Does God love an alcoholic? Yes. Does he love a drug addict? Yes. But then do we say, okay, then we need to celebrate alcoholism. We need to celebrate uh, drug addiction. We don't want them to stop. We want to celebrate them. We should be more like them. We should be telling our children, you might want to consider being a drug addict. You might want to consider being an alcoholic. Would we do that? You go, no. Heck no. That's crazy. Same thing here. But somehow in society, we're supposed to reason. So you have to remember, Satan is the, the deceiver of the brethren. Yep. He is deceptive. That is his thing. Yep. He's been doing it forever. He's very good at it. But as believers, we have the Word of God. And if you're spending time in your Bible, please do that. Yep. And that's why you can be so susceptible if you're not. But also, his spirit speaks to our spirit. Mm-hmm. Some, you know, It's like, eh, that doesn't seem right. But then we ignore that? No. no. See, God doesn't leave us there. Right. But if you want to tar- start... Embracing the world and reasoning with the world. You're, well, I can see that. I can understand. Well, we have to be uh, accepting. It's like you love the people, but it doesn't make the action right.
2: That's right. Okay? That's
1: right. And you don't treat them. I'm not saying you treat people bad, but it doesn't. We don't accept that as right because God doesn't. Right. But he still loves, he loves them, them. Yeah. and we're to love them, and he wants them saved.
0: Yeah. It's it's still spreading the gospel. It still is just because you... and you see that with everything right now. And that's how he divides us is division and how he divides us and, and separates people on so many levels. And it's like, listen, just because we don't agree, doesn't mean I don't love you, but I also don't have to join you in your beliefs. No matter what I'm staying with what God says, that doesn't mean I don't love you or I think you're a bad person. And like you said, with these kids, It's like we need to get them some counseling. Why are we sitting in agreement with something that in the end could really hurt them? And we could go into all the studies that have been done and so many things. But those are things, that's just a basic uh, understanding of, as in the days of Noah, you see the just... backwardness (laughs) backwardness
1: <laughs> if yeah. that's
0: a word yeah. of, of everything that that is happening. So yeah. um
1: and you parents you have a responsibility. Yeah. You you openly defy that mentality and you teach your kids that's not right. No. You teach them that you love people. You you don't look at people and what if they if they're different. And we know that, okay? So I shouldn't have to explain that to you, but you it, it, you tell them that is wrong. And here's why it's wrong. And here's why. And if you yeah. don't know, you know what, parent, you, you have a little responsibility to be learning some things in the word of God. That's okay. Right. And That's so, uh, and, and we're, we're here to help whatever, but nevertheless, that is your responsibility. That's why God gave them to you. you. That's
0: yep. right. If, okay. if you don't teach them the, the ways of God, the world is going to teach them the ways of the world That's real quick. And you guys, we, we know how, how easily uh, kids can be swayed, but they also can be very strong in knowing the truth of who God is, as long as that is being taught more than the world. So, um, the next question, uh, that I have is, can you lose your salvation? Now, one thing that you have to remember is when you receive Jesus as your Lord and savior, your name is written and, and God loves you because there are times and God knew that we would need a savior because there are, times in people's lives and and hopefully it it doesn't happen hopefully when you receive jesus your walk continues to grow but there are times that um i can say from for my own life i received jesus i'll never forget when i was four years old in the basement of the church and that doesn't mean i've lived perfectly for god i haven't i've had my own share of of times that i've walked away but i know my my spirit always knew that god loved me and that that Jesus forgave me. And that didn't give me a license to sin because, trust me, I had to deal with the, the consequences of living in the world. Just like if you receive Jesus, does that mean that uh, if you walk away from him that that you lose your salvation? No, it just means if you choose to go your own way, there's a lot of stuff that we can walk through unnecessarily because we're not following uh, after Jesus' heart. We're not staying in tune with how much he loves us and, and the reason why he's come to, to save us. So, no, you can't lose your salvation. However, walking away can cause you more trouble than than good, that's for sure. Is is there anything you can add to that, Uncle Paul? Yeah,
1: well, you know, there are people that try to be dogmatic about, well, you can give your salvation away and you can do this. And it's, you know, you, you, you look at... Um, Various examples. Let's take a look at the prodigal son. Yeah. And, uh, you, you know, he went away and uh, was not living uh, a good life whatsoever. And he comes back and his father rejoices as my son was dead and is alive again. Well, did he die? No. Right. But let me ask you this Did he ever stop being the father's son? Well, no. Why? Well, because he was born of his father,
2: right? I mean, you right. can't
1: take that away. I mean, he might not act like the, the father's son and he might disappoint the father. He might anger the father, which we don't see, but, but nevertheless, there's all kinds of things. He moved to a whole different place, but at any moment, could he possibly have not been his father's son? Right, no. Right. And that, that's why Jesus, he didn't say, uh, that, uh, okay, now you're, you're coming into this camp. Uh, or you're you're, you're becoming well, one of my people. He doesn't refer to us that way. He said that you're born again. Any, if you call on the name of the Lord, you're born again. If any man be born of God. And so you look at those phrases. What does it mean to be born of God? Yeah, well, if you're born of your parent, you came of them. Their DNA is in you. Yeah. And so when you're born of God, when you're born again, as Jesus referred to it, the Spirit of God comes and it says the old old man has passed away. Behold all things come new It's a brand new spiritual birth. The old person was of the uh, of Adam that had the sin nature The new you that is born the new spiritual you the real you the eternal you is born without that sin nature and even though on the outside you can do things wrong on the inside, you are still that child of God. Right. Is there any place that you could go where you're not his child? And, and what some people get confused sometimes is, well, now they're not acting like that. Well, does your kid ever not act like they're one of your kids, <laughs> right. but they ever stop being your
2: kid? Right. That's right.
1: why he made it born of him and not just... Uh, okay, well, I've done away with your sins until something else happens. Right. And right. so uh, have you ever heard a, a child say, I don't want to be your kid anymore. I don't want to. Can that make it not be so? Right. No. Right. And so God made it so that even though there's times of frustration, even though there's times of confusion mm-hmm. or even mental illness. Sure. You, you chose me. And I will never deny you. Yeah. And that's the thing is, is with God, his ability to hold us is greater than our ability to escape it. Yeah. And he, and Jesus made the statement, no one will take them from my father's hands. I've seen people where they've, they they've had uh, in, in different times and they had chemical imbalance or something like that. And they, and they, they say, oh, I've denied God. I have a this and whatever like that. You know that you can't miss heaven because you died of cancer. Right. You're not going to miss heaven because you died of a mental illness or confusion either. That's you, right. can get, you can get messed up mentally. And one thing is, is if you're focused in your mind in a wrong direction and not feeding it to the word of God, you can go places like that. But listen, when you genuinely said, Lord, I receive you yes. as my Lord and Savior. I know you died for my sins. Jesus, I accept you. Yeah. You're born of God.
2: That's right.
1: Okay. You belong to God. God's not going to abandon you. God has that place for you. And, and and that's why Paul said that he prayed that you could comprehend with all the saints what is the length, the width, and the depth, and the height. He was talking about everything that your mind could possibly grab and and look at and measure. And then he says, And to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. That's right. We have a limited knowledge and we think, Well, God couldn't possibly and he says, No, 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 no. That goes beyond. Yep. The love of Christ goes beyond your comprehension. That's right. And so that's why by grace you're saved through faith. We just receive it. It it we can't figure it out. We might not have done it that way, but you know what God did it do it did do it that way and it's an absolute. That's right. And and when you put your trust in him, you belong to him.
0: Yeah, amen. Amen. So when you receive him you're his forever and uh it's a good good feeling and you can have peace in that and i know there are many people that need nothing but peace right now so if you've received jesus you can understand that and rest assured in his his love for you so i'm going to move on to another one and, and um i've actually had this conversation with more than one person and um i think there's a lot of misconceptions uh and one question is aren't we as christians supposed to obey the laws and how do we know what is right and i think there's a lot again um you you have to look at things like like uncle paul said like i've said you've got to take politics out of everything that is happening right now you have to see things uh you've got to rise up and see things for what they are which is satan trying to take control over the world He's trying to seat the Antichrist. He's trying to do all of these things. And in that, he can very easily um, persuade people to think that what they're doing is for good when in all actuality they're bowing down to something that really on its face is evil. And I think a lot of times um, Christians can be viewed as people that need to just lay down and be quiet and aren't you supposed to be the one that just does what everybody says you're supposed to do and that's just not the truth uh christians are are um, strong bible believing trusting in God people who um, don't have to lay down and be everybody's doormat and uncle paul i I'm going to give this one to you just because I always love so much how you can bring a perception uh, of the difference between um, why people are looking at it as as politics as they should not be and and where we're at really as christians and how uh, christians can be easily deceived into thinking that what is happening right now is fine and they should just obey these quote unquote laws or mandates
1: well if you were satan what would be your favorite thing to do I I want my opposition to sit down and shut up right Right. so, you know everything sit down and shut up and it's the right thing to do Mm -hmm. Well, we know three times Jesus or or Satan tried to tell Jesus what the right thing to do was and three times Jesus was like no you're twisting it. No. Yeah, that's true. And so um, We have to remember as a nation, you know, we think oh well We're just supposed to whatever the government says that's just what we're supposed to do Well, then how's come we became a nation, right? The whole reason that the United States exists is because we told England, no. Now, if the Christians were, and guess who that was that said no? The Christians. That's right. And if the Christians were following that pattern that some people want to say, they would just say, well, we just have to be passive and do whatever they say. And we'd still be part of Great Britain. So the thing is, is we said, no, that's not freedom. We understand what freedom is. That's right. Why? Because freedom was in their heart. When you're born again, guess what? You have freedom inside of you. That's right. And we don't purposely go look for fights, but when, when our freedom is at risk and being taken from, we can stand up for that. Yeah. And uh, you hear things many times, well, you know, Jesus said, Render under Caesar. Yeah, I'm using a different voice here. That's Render right. <laughs> under Caesar. <laughs> what is Caesar's? And it's like, you know, so he says, Yeah, go get a coin. Look at that, look at that coin. And, and it's whose face is on there? Caesars. And I go, okay, give that to him. But people will will use things like that, but you have to remember, uh when we got our in, uh, independence when we fought for our independence it was with this recognition that the supreme is god that's right and then god has given to us rights as as as, as human beings unalienable rights it means they're uncontested those are life liberty and the pursuit of happiness so we declared our independence right and so then we developed a constitution and in that constitution we recognize that the supreme is god who then gives freedom and rights to the individual person mm-hmm. and then we as a free people institute governments for the purpose of protecting our freedoms and our rights that's right so you know in in a dictatorship there is the leader uh in america so you could say Caesar was the, was the leader, right? right, of Rome. He's Caesar, okay. But in the United States, we are Caesar. That's right. Because it goes God, man, government. Government for the pur- purpose of protecting the rights of man. And so we're not here to be subjects to this government. We are. And so it doesn't mean that there aren't corrupt people that can get there and want to take your freedoms. Satan will always want to take your freedoms. And so when there is something that is non-constitutional, uh, that's trying to take your freedom, we have every right as Americans, even if you're not a Christian, as an that's American right. to say no.
2: Right.
1: No, right. That's, that's an infringement upon my freedom. And when you see these governments that try to, and these people that try to embolden themselves with these mandates, listen, it was very painstakingly uh, made, the Constitution, on how we develop the laws so that we're not taking freedoms from the people and we're protecting their freedoms while we live in a, uh, in a civil society. And so when these people that stand in these positions that think that they can just, because I'm now uh, king of my state or king of the country, that I can just create a mandate and everybody has to bow to that, no. no. No, and for you to stand and say no against that is to claim your rights as a free person. My rights don't come from the United States. My rights don't come from this globe or global society. They come from God. I am. Believe me, I I bleed red, white, and blue. I love my country. That's right. My country has not failed me. Politicians have. They have corrupted what God has given us. And so to stand up and say no—that's not who we are as a people, and that's not who I am as a free citizen of the United States. Uh, that's not uh, us not, uh, doing something wrong and we're just supposed to be passive and be right. quiet because right. we're Christians. You just shut up and go away and meet in your little churches and you be nice to everybody. It's like, I'm sorry, but that's, we would never be here to begin with as a nation if we'd have done that. So uh, I know we're talking politics, but where did the politics, politics start from? People believing in the fact that they were free and that freedom comes from God himself. So to stand up for your freedom it's the stand-up of who God made you to be. Yeah. And there again, we don't have to be mean. We don't have no. to be ugly. But it's still something that we stand up and know that is true. So, no, I'm, you know, when you're standing for what you know is right, you're not rebelling against the government. No. The government's rebelling against you.
0: Yeah, that's true. And, and, and. Oh, I'm
1: sorry, honey. I did want to make that one more oh, point. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And that is this, this. In our country, I don't have to prove That I'm free and that I have rights the government has to prove why they can take that right from me That's right. The burden of proof is on them and it's like there again as a society You've almost been taught to surrender that no we don't surrender that no because I'd have to surrender what God gave me Sorry,
0: no, that's good. I, I I wanted you to say that in there and and again and I keep saying this but it's the truth because I think when you can change your perspective, and I've said this on multiple different episodes, when you change your perspective to see things the way that God is seeing things right now, you can more understand where all of this is coming from. Again, it, it you have to remember that this is Satan's design. This is his design. And so when we are standing up for what we know is right, like you said, Uncle Paul, we're standing up for who God created us to be. It's not like we're... We're standing up and and being rude and mean. Because listen, Jesus was not worried about offending people. He didn't have to be worried about offending people because he was truth. He he literally embodied truth. The Bible tells us that Jesus uh, came to us as truth and grace that's who he is so he wasn't worried oh is this truth gonna hurt somebody's feelings no does he care about your feelings absolutely but that doesn't change who he is and so that goes for how this all is starting to play out it's like listen this is the truth if you're offended by truth then you're gonna have to take that up with God because I didn't create that truth God did And again, when you change your perspective, when you can see things for what they truly are, which is uh, a good against evil or Satan trying to do everything he can to stop what what is, is God's, uh, then you can see things for what they are. And in that you're more easily able to defend your freedoms because you can see kind of how this is all playing out, I guess, um, uh, our last one because I think this is this is a big one. Uh this will be our, our our last question and um is the vaccine the mark of the beast? And I think there's a lot man there's just a ton of talk out there um among Christians and and even people that are non-Christians and I think it's really important that that we address this especially as all actually I saw today that Biden was going to be talking about uh, some uh, vaccination mandates as of today. So I'll be curious to see how that plays out. But is the vaccine the, the mark of the beast? And I'll, I'll give that to you, Uncle Paul.
1: Yeah, first of all, simple answer, no. Right. <laughs> but, but nevertheless, there's an awful lot here. Sure. And remember this, you know, uh, we've never had, and of course, it's not, I, I, let me just state this, it's not a vaccine. Yeah. Now, whether you take it or not, fine, but let's not change terminologies to accommodate what people want to want, want to do and it's so so it, it it technically it's it's not a vaccine, but nevertheless um, This is something that's being pushed and and uh, I just want to say this too if you know what's going on globally Which you don't get to hear a whole lot about but Israel has had shot mandates and they are now on to their fourth booster Yeah, well, how's the success going there? But here's one of the things here. Do you know and and I'm gonna explain some things here, but um but this shot does have some altering things in your DNA. Yep. Okay, remember as in the days of Noah, why is this being pushed so hard? Why are we talking uh, uh, different things that are messing with your, your DNA and your genes? Wasn't that what was happening in the days of Noah? Right. Sure it was. Now, well, what if a Christian had a shot? They'd like, say, okay, you know what, you do what's in your conscience to do. But if you did, can you be condemned? Remember, have you received Jesus? Do you belong to him? Is there something that can take you from the Father's hand? No. No. So please put yourself at rest. Don't fear. You haven't taken the mark of the beast. Um, But you know, still, know what you're doing and don't be pressured into anything. Satan is always, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? He's known as the lion roaring, as a roaring lion. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And you feel pressure. You don't do things based on pressure. You do things based on the peace that is in your heart. God leads by peace. That's right. Faith is is a rest. It's a peace. You don't ever make a decision based on, well, I have to or I've got to or whatever. God doesn't work that way.
2: Or I'm afraid to. I'm
1: afraid to. But now, is it the mark of the beast? No. The the mark of the beast happens during the tribulation period. And it is the number of a man that's implanted on your your hand or your forehead, or it is the number 666. Uh, So there are specific things we're not in the tribulation period This is not the mark of the beast and so but what it is It is the structure for the mark of the beast in other words. How is that right now? You have certain societies. I'm amazed at some of them like Australia never would have expected that But you have certain places where they're doing and they're they're trying to do it in the United States It's harder because guess what America you're free. Guess what Christian your freedom comes from God and so they but they try to have these uh shot mandates, so have you have you had the shot, like I said, I refuse to call it a vaccination, but nevertheless, i don 't want to offend anybody, but just i 'm trying to be true to what 's right that's right and so um but if you don't have this, then you can't go into certain places you can't uh you can't do business in this place where you would buy something mm-hmm. you can't go into a place where you can eat something and and the, the push is, and remember. Take away all the faces of the politics, right. God versus Satan. Yep. The push is to make it so that you will have to have this in order for you to be able to do okay. business, buy, sell. That's what they want to get to, yep. that you're eliminated from sight. They're talking openly right now about yeah. if you haven't had the shot, you shouldn't be able to be treated in a hospital. Oh. Well, how, how wicked and evil is that? Yeah. What happened to uh, life, uh, the, uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? And so, uh, as, as Americans, that you're free, you know, to your choice. So they, they want to take this choice away from you and mandate this. But this is, it's amazing that there are people that think that that's proper. And that's what's so much lost about our society is that type of an attitude, to think that you can treat people differently, that you can discriminate against them based on something that they chose or didn't choose. Yeah. And so, anyhow, my point is with this is that the system is in place. They have the ability, if they were able to get away with it, that you couldn't fly, you you couldn't go into restaurants, you couldn't do business unless you had that proof. Yeah. Which is why uh, this universal health care was pushed and has been pushed for so long because if you control a person's health, you control the person. That's right. They've surrendered their personhood, and so um, the technology is there for you to have that app. Do you have that when you go to a store? Something goes off. This is this person hasn't had that shot. This person is what they call unvaccinated. You haven't had that. Eh, eh, eh. Nope, sorry, you can't do. Uh, yeah. Your transactions aren't going to work. Is that ability there now? Yes. yes. Is that the technology that the the Antichrist will use with the mark of the beast to control everybody's life, whether they buy or sell unless they have that mark? Yes. yes. So the technology and the system is in place. And like I said last week in Thessalonians, it says, Uh, Until um, he can't be revealed, until he who lets Mm -hmm. is taken out of the way. We Mm -hmm. know that he who lets is the body of Christ. It's referring to the rapture. Mm -hmm. But like Danielle said again today, Satan has been trying to do this. He's not waiting for a tribulation period. He's trying to do it now. Right now. He can't because the body of Christ is here. But when the body of Christ is gone, all the resistance is gone. And guess what? The system is in place for a one world government, a one world religion and a one-world currency. It's all right there. Yep. It's what the, 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 right now they're trying to do with what's called the Great Reset. It's all there. When the church is gone, there's no resistance anymore. Right. Just think, if there's no Christians, who's questioning?
0: Yeah. No one. No one.
1: And so, the, so when it's all, when that happens, when Jesus comes to get us, there's no resistance and all those things fall in place. So back to the question, is this shot the mark of the beast? No. But the system that it's using is in place for the mark of the beast that will come.
0: Yeah, it's, I, I like you said, it, I, I can't believe um, that we're even at this place and that you're seeing it happen. And I think that's why it's so important, you know, there, because Christians also think, well, if Jesus is coming back, then I, you know, I don't really have to make too much of a fuss. I just won't get my vaccine. I won't get the shot. And I'll just, you know, kind of be over here in my little corner till Jesus comes. We're just waiting for Jesus. And it's like, no, because you're a Christian and then you're an American. You're a Christian first and then you're an American. And you should be standing up for your rights. You should be standing up for the rights of your children. You should still be an active member of society. And listen, if you have the 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 Holy Spirit and you do when you've received Jesus, then you have something to say. And, and again, you can say it in love but there is more in you, and, and it's, it's time that we can get involved. And that can be going to school board meetings or going to your city council meetings or saying the things that need to be said because we have to uh, stop being the generation of, of the offended and start having some courage and some boldness to say and do what is right. And uh, you don't have to feel bad about standing up for your rights you don't have to feel uh you don't let other people make you feel bad about doing what you know is right no one has control over you what you do what you say uh or what your what your children do and uh again the satan wants division and this is you guys can see it and at this point If you can't see all of these things, and it's not just the shot, it's, it's so many other things. No,
1: that's just, that's just one thing. That's just one thing. And there again, if you've had that, please, it doesn't mean you're not a Christian or anything. No, no. And people make those decisions, but it's your decision to make. God gives to you. Please. That's right. Follow your heart.
0: That's right. That's
1: right. I'm sorry. No, no.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's in it. it, We're just showing you, uh, again, yeah, there's no condemnation that that's, that's uh there there is therefore now no, though kind condemn, no condemnation to those who are in christ jesus if you're in christ jesus and you you took the vaccine or the shot then let that go that that's neither here nor there at, at this point we are just showing you that the system is in place and that's just one facet yep. of, of so many things but remember you don't need to be divided you don't need to feel bad you don't need to have guilt again god brings you peace right. love joy all of those things so if you have peace about what you're doing, you have the Holy Spirit. Go to right. God first. And uh He always knows uh what's best for you more than you do, and He doesn't withhold that from you. He will never withhold that from you. And if you have a quickening in your spirit, then you better stop right there. Right. Because you don't want to walk into something um, that God doesn't want for you. And 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 see I guess my my biggest desire, our biggest desire, is that you would see things for what they are, and but then take a step back because again, go back and listen to "Do Not Fear," which I did before Pastor Paul and I did these two. Because the reason I wanted to do that is because you don't have to be afraid. No. When you not at hear all. all of these things, uh, God, Jesus tells us that when you see these things happening, look up and rejoice. Your redemption draws nigh. That means. When you see these things happening, you're not rejoicing because bad things are happening. No, you're rejoicing because it's like, man, we're getting close and Jesus is coming. And that should excite you. God brings you peace. Everything else could be just complete chaos. And you can still have peace and not fear because of who God is inside of you.
1: Right. You know, that's the whole thing is, is I always tell people, stop and think. The Antichrist... And, and you look at all the power that he's given, and, and the Bible says his power, is it comes from Satan directly, um, that um, in all that he's going to do to this earth when we're gone, and he's trying to do now, the, Satan's trying to do now, he can't because of one simple thing, because we're here. That's right. So recognizing the authority That's of the right. body of Christ, we, we are not victims and we're not passive. That's right. We are... The body of Christ. And and Jesus told us this, to occupy You're until right. he comes. Well, he didn't say hideout.
0: That's right. He,
1: he said occupy. Mm-hmm. Well, what is it that means that, that we are to be an influence on this earth? and influence for, for Jesus Christ, for people to get saved, mm-hmm. but also to to, to to stand in what is right. That's not right. to surrender what is right, right, to stand for what is right. So we're to occupy, not mm-hmm. go hide, not just wait until, oh, he's coming soon, I'm just going to stay away from everything. No, right. occupy. That's right. Don't let evil overcome. We should always be standing and resisting Satan in what he's trying to do. That's right. And yeah, Because we're believers, you know. And, and I want to go back to one last thing that I said. Yep. Uh, I think I said this last time. The Bible talks about, Jesus said that, that the, if your eye is evil, then what is in you is evil. He says, uh, if the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And you yeah. think, well, how can light be dark? You have to understand light and darkness are, uh, are referred, what he's referencing here is understanding. Yes. If what you understand is wrong, but you believe it to be true, How great is that wrong? Because you believe it's true, even though it's wrong. And so you're living according to it. You're you're making your decisions Mm -hmm. according to it. Mm -hmm. You're teaching other people according to what is wrong. And he says, what's the difference or rather, what kind of light is inside of you, dark or light? Your eye. What are you looking at? Yes. And that's why the believer is to keep his eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ, which is fixed, his word. That's right. If you continue not once having saw or heard. Yep. If you continue in my word, then you will know truth and the truth will make you free.
0: Amen, amen. I think that's a great, great place to, to leave this. And I would just encourage you guys, I know that was a whole lot to to take in, um, but I want you to, to go back and, and listen again. And uh, it's important that uh, you get hooked up in in a church and i would encourage you 180 church sterling illinois we meet at 10 a.m and we would love for you to join us we talk about these things every single week and the reason that people at 180 church can have peace is because we hear the truth of of jesus the truth of jesus does not make you afraid it brings you freedom it brings you peace it brings you comfort and that's what you need you can't do it on your own we weren't meant to so come come hang out with us come come link up with other believers that you might be able to build yourself up so you can take on these things listen if you don't have God's truth in you how can you uh, fight off the evil if you don't know truth you're going to accept what is wrong so I encourage you guys to listen to part one of this listen to this one again, and and come hang out with us, 180 Church in Sterling at 10 a.m. You know, I always tell you, I'll save you a seat. Uh, Share this message as often as you can, and we'll see you here next week at That Girl.